We're rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. <laughs> All right, we'll just kick it off. Welcome to another episode of the Happy Hour podcast. Happy Power. Happy I, just, power. I just messed up the, our own name. <laughs> I know. Welcome to Happy Power. All right, so we got Alex Sador here. We got Priscilla Bev... Bevwell. Bevwell. <laughs> the last name's kind of tough, but... Well, um, you can't say Leah. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Leah underscore powerlift. Um, but yeah, a couple powerlifting phenoms. Alex, you've been a member for a while at Powerbill Gym. We've known him for a little while. What are you, 19? 18? 19 years old. 19 now. Uh, yeah. And then Leah, you're... Uh, I don't, I don't want to say it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm 28. 28. <laughs> so we got Alex who's just been like crushing it in like the teen, junior. Now Leah's been in the open, what, 60, 60 kg and 69? Uh, my first international meet was in 2018. 2018? Yeah. And you, what, Europeans. What? And my first words was in 2019. Nice. So that's actually not that long ago. Yeah, yeah two two years ago. Yeah, you've been at it for a while though, right? I feel like you were like started early, right? Yeah, I started at I started lifting at four, thir- thirteen, but powerlifting at sixteen. Yeah. So okay. you always USAPL? APL. Always USAPL, APL, and it's been eighty three kg since I was sixteen. Dang. So same weight class, for. Were you just jacked when you were like young or what? I think it was just like I, just puberty. So I was like not. I just built muscle over time, and I just put weight on and. I know how to water cut properly and stuff like that. So it's like, just gain muscle, lost fat, basically. Yeah. And just got bigger. Stayed in the same. Stayed class, the same. Yeah. The, the weight class realm. And you are you now like sixty nine kg all the time or? Uh, <laughs> Staying there. Maybe maybe I, I'm thinking about it because yeah I put I put away a little bit. So last year and was sixty nine, right? That was. Yeah. So I competed at Worlds in September as a sixty three, and I wanted to do oh. Europeans as a sixty nine. But now I'm really thinking about moving away class, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and last year, was that, like, basically you, like, broke all the world records, right? I tried. Because <laughs> I, I, I was, like, catching up a little bit. I was, like, on the IPF page, and it was just, like, you, you, you breaking all <laughs> these records. Yeah, it was a big goal of mine, like, uh, going towards yeah. to break uh, the squat world record, the deadlift world record, and the total. And at Europeans, I wanted to do the same, but on 69. Um, but I didn't get the deadlift record, but squat in total. Wh- who, was, who was the world record before that? Was it Kim Walford? Uh, I, d- I don't know, actually. I can't tell. Or is that? She, she's new. Okay, you know? She's new into powerlifting. Who was, who was like the world? Who had like the? It was Kim. Yeah. Kim Walford, she's. She was legend. Yeah, as well. but at words it was some some the people who win the 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 woman who win sixty nine at words she break the world record, but I don't know she's in the USA team, but I know I don't know who she was. Hmm. Sixty nine. She, she she's really new. She's really Je- new. I mean I don't think she it was Jessica Butner, but she's I think eighty I think she's seventy. She's, no, she's, she's in the seventy six. Yeah, she's seventy six. So I don't really know who's sixty nine. Yeah, maybe Chase something Chase. Yeah, I can't, I can't tell right now. I'm not too sure. I don't know. My powerlifting history is, like, not the best of the last couple of years. I don't yeah, think. it's yeah. been kind of I haven't, like, been keeping up as much. I feel like I used to, like, know all of the yeah. all the world champs, stuff like that. But yeah, last year, is, like. this is a new weight class, too. Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's kind of, like, just to give you guys a little background. If you don't know who they are, just call them powerlifting phenoms, basically. <laughs> um, what do you guys have coming up? Anything meat-wise? I have nationals. 
uh, in March, like in three weeks. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, in order to qualify for Worlds in June. So, yeah. <laughs> Worlds Sweden again this year? South no, Africa. It's South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah. yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> was it supposed to be in Sweden again? or? I uh, hope no. That was this was that was twenty. <laughs> that was last year. That was well, yeah. a couple months ago. Okay. Sweden, in so September. South Africa. Oh. Yeah. That would actually be sick. And for me, I have Profiting American Nationals in June, and I will hopefully use that to qualify for IPF Worlds for Junior IPF Worlds in um, August in Ecuador. Yeah. So that's my goal. So that that kind of brings up a good point. I mean, this will obviously be a little bit more just directed at you. Like, was it the IPF like World Championship goal? Is that why you ended up? Now, I guess, going powerlifting America? Yeah, 100%. I think it was – I kind of got um, the – in 20 – I qualified for IPF Worlds in 2020. First for Belarus, actually, but that got canceled due to COVID, and so I got it, like, taken away from me. And I always just wanted to just be a world champ. Like, my main goal was just being a yeah, world champion. We talk, you know? we talk about it, yeah. And then I was like, all right, this is my opportunity to do it. Um, I just want to be a world champion, get that, like, glory of being yeah. a world champion mm-hmm. – and I kind of want the glory instead of like the money because now in the USAPL there's money being implemented in these yeah, money meets, pro Virgi- series, yeah. pro series, Virginia yeah. Pro, and I feel like I could do that later down the line. So, what does the Powerlifting America have anything going on where it's like I know USAPL used to be a little strict on if you competed in another federation, yeah. kind of like with John Hack when he went USPA and he yeah. got like what the six month, twelve month ban yeah. or something. Does Powerlifting America have something similar? Do you know? Uh, IPF does. I, it's IPF. Yeah, yeah, so IPF I don't think Powerlifting America does because it's a very new federation. Yeah. But if the IPF does, where if you compete in the USAPL now, mm. um, you get a year ban is in the IPF. Yeah. So that's why I've been very restrictive in my meets recently. I haven't done a meet since May of 2021, um, and I think in like October and November, the IP the IPF and all them in December maybe they got a. They had a meeting together saying, okay, we are banning the USAPL from the IPF, and if you do compete in a it USAPL so competition, yeah, if you do compete in a USAPL competition, you will get a 12-month ban. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Power Through America, no. Power Through America, you use to get to Worlds, uh, to IPF, but I don't think they have any mm-hmm. restrictive things within, like, the USAPL, USPA, like, they don't really care. Yeah. And it's very new, so. Yeah, that's why I've been, like, kind of waiting to see, like, what's going on with Power Through America. People yeah. ask me about it, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know any more than yeah. anyone else. Do you like in France? Is there multiple powerlifting federations? Like, uh, so France works differently. We have uh, w- WPC. Yeah. Um, but it's not considered like a federation in France. Like, we only have one official federation who is recognized by the government. Um, so yeah. So we only have real federation IPF in France. What is it like in as far as like in fr- like America? Right, you got powerlifting is kind of like. It's it's getting more popular, but it's it's kind of like underground a little bit still. It's definitely mm. growing in France. It, is it, would you consider it like a little bit higher level or in comparison no, to like the I other? No, I think it's way more popular in USA. Oh really? Than in France, yeah. But it's coming in France, but it's still like a, a niche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very niche, but it's getting more and more popular in, uh, through social media. Oh so, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it 100%. seems to be blowing up everywhere. I yeah. would say, but yeah, it's it's interesting how. Uh, Obviously, the impact with like social media and stuff like that. When you first started, was there was I'm just I always like to know like kind of there's certain people I was like watching back when I first got started. Who who and this is like a good question for both of you guys, but 
like who were maybe some of like the people that maybe influenced you to get into yeah. so it was Jennifer Milliken uh, Jennifer Thompson yeah I had um, Kimberly Warford yeah all that names like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah very that's, popular that's those are like some of the the goats for sure yeah what about you for me it was like I was pretty young when I got I was like 15 so this was around four years ago and this is when I think the I mean the untest like the untested side was like very like I think that was when I was prime so you had like Eric Lillybridge you oh, had yeah. Pete Rubish oh man you know what Pete, I'm saying he's that was I was that's that was my guy yeah uh Pete Rubish you had Kev, Kevin Oak in his prime he's getting there but um like he was prime then you have and then those are like my main guys who I like loved watching because I loved how their intensity I loved like yeah. how they trained and I kind of like felt like I replicated that in my training a little bit and then once I started like you know oh, okay I'm gonna be a USAPL lifter instead of a USPA you know my first inspiration was definitely Taylor Atwood um, seeing him um, you know being like the number one in 2019 and like the world champion and then now he's the number one male lifter tested you know like he's the he's just He's yeah, insane. He's he's the, I don't know. Yeah, he's, 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 the, like, he's the number one. <laughs> That's he, wild. By like, far, so by like yeah. a long shot too. So it's like, I wanna, I wanna get there. So that was my main motivation. I wanna beat him. I wanna get there to his level eventually one day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. My first USAPL Raw Nationals in 2015, and I remember seeing him there, yeah. and like everyone already knew who he was then. Like I, mm. I was kind of like I, had literally done a last chance qualifier a month before, just <laughs> went in because it was in Scranton. Funny enough, yeah. 2015, yeah. and. Uh, I remember he was there, and like I remember, like people were like, oh Taylor Atwood. I was like, I don't know who yeah. he is, but I looked <laughs> yeah. him up, and eventually found out who he was because I think he had already won nationals a few times at that point. And again, like that was yeah, that was a while ago. Like, that was yeah. I think first, I think I don't know when the first USAPL nationals, but I'm pretty sure it was the year before, 2014, um, because he's won seven nationals. So all right, yeah, 2014, 15, 16, yeah. 17, 18, 19, 2021. Yeah, because 2029, but 2021, so I think seven. Mm. Yeah, so 20, that's crazy. So, and hey. he's won every single year. Yeah. Do we know how old he is? He's 31. 31. Yeah. Damn. Same yeah. age as me. And I think mm. it's pretty crazy because so I got into it four years ago. He's lifted since his his background's football, so like mm. the sport football. Yeah. Um, but he's lifted since he was 14 with football, and that was his dream to go to the um, like a football league or the NFL. Mm -hmm. But he started powerlifting at 24. Really? Yeah. That's insane. So. It's pretty crazy. So his like he started and was just like crushing it. Yeah, he was already strong, yeah. but you know he had this. He had to like you know tap into like potential that you know he had. So he got yeah. a coach and then good programming, diet, and everything. You know, came, athletic came with background that. was there. Was yeah. there? Yeah. Um, you Ben, you coached Taylor. I did, yeah. How, how long? Uh, man, I don't want to derail it, but like the, I think the brief answer to that is I got involved after. I think his first Worlds. Uh, when was Nationals in Orlando? Were you at Orlando Nationals? Orlando, I think, was 18. Yeah, so that's when I started getting involved. And then I was until... Maybe 17. 17, 17 yeah. And uh, first Worlds for him was 2018. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so up until the last Worlds, I was... Yeah, in tw 2019. Actually, that's... Well, no, he actually never... That's Well, he you probably coached him that Worlds, but his first Worlds was 2016 in Texas. I'm pretty sure. Right, so I wasn't involved yet. Okay, but yeah, 2018 is when he... Yeah. 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 It was the one in like against Kiel, the Norway. Yeah. 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 So after that was one. I'm bad with dates. Yeah. I feel that. Experiences and like environments. I'm bad with the dates. No. Yeah. I feel that. 
How long have you been like training? Like, cause you, what Iron Volt in New York, right? Yeah. You both train there. Yeah. How, did you train with him ever before that? Uh, no. So we were. He, the first time I ever saw him was at Mount Vernon Barbell, if you know that gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where he trained before Iron Volt mm-hmm. opened up. That's when I met him, but he obviously didn't know who I was, and you know. But I knew who he was, and it was pretty cool to see that. And then we, uh, I guess Iron Ball opened up. He went there, and I went there. We started seeing each other more, and then you know we started like talking, becoming yeah. friends like that. So once Iron Ball opened up in like our area, yeah. No, I think like, even just training alongside of like that level, yeah. you can't help but get stronger. I mean, I like to think we have a little bit of something like that going on here as yeah. well. Just brings more strong people in, more people who are serious, more people that can offer maybe some help in training or yeah. just the environment itself. It just, you can't help but get stronger here. Exactly. That's just, it just drives, it just drives mm-hmm. like yeah. being stronger. It's yeah. just like competitiveness, but like, it's not in a way where it's like, I guess in the word, like toxic, you know, yeah. like obviously there's competitiveness and you want to beat your opponent and your opponent may be, may be right next to you, but yeah. Like you want to see your opponent get better because yeah, it pushes you to get better. Yeah, so. it's friendly competition. Yeah, that's, but like you that's take a it good se- thing for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, for right. sure. Yeah. Um, do you like how's the gym? Like when you're at home, what's the gym like? Is it? Uh, so our gym is it's a little bit special because it's like private. Yeah, it's yeah. very small. <laughs> it's very small, and so we were. So, powerlifting is really new in France, and. We met with Pana and his girlfriend, and we were like, oh, why we don't do something like a little space for just of us? And so we spend money buying all the, um, all the equipment and stuff. And we are kind of growing a little bit, but it's more so people we know who are coming or something, some people we coach, yeah. so stuff so like that. So it's like strictly powerlifting yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's very only powerlifting, and we are like a between friends so yeah i have to jump in because she's underselling it massively (laughs) and the contrast between the american environment and what they train literally they train in a room this size with three (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's very little literally was a rented out storage facility with three (laughs) rx when i first went there and i came in like 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 pigs in mud like they're like this is amazing yeah Yes, I uh, I have a yeah, client. Yeah, it's not really a gym. We are just. No, I think that's pretty <laughs> common, though. I mean, you see that even over here sometimes. Like, if you're in an area that there's not something serious, you know, like an iron bowl or a power build, like, yeah. Yeah. You, you might have to, like, get some buddies together and, like, throw something together in a yeah. garage. So, like. so the gyms in France are very, very bad. It's only loco stuff. Like, you can't find a real powerlifting gym in France. Yeah. So we just wanted to be able to have our own stuff and be able to train on power rack and and the plates and stuff like that. So yeah. Are you guys big on like accessory movements? Like, because obviously, if you have like kind of a strictly ex- you know competition <laughs> setup, do you guys have like the outside gym that you'll go to, or is no, it just no, no, make we, do with what you yeah, got? Yeah, we just do squat, bench, deadlift. Dang. <laughs> so I mean, no, that's I mean. It's cool to hear because, you know, you have obviously your competition equipment, but it's limited in what you can do for variations, potentially accessories, but you're a world champ. You know what I mean? So some people are like, oh, I don't, you know, I wish I had a power build or I wish I had like an iron volt gym. Like you don't really need that. It's a benefit, of course. Mm -hmm. Like I think you can see it's a benefit, but yeah, no, I mean, gives people who are listening potentially like, you know, 
stop the excuses of like you only lift in your garage or maybe you don't have this piece of equipment or that piece of equipment. Yeah. I think you've seen people from, you know, different places on the, you know, country, internationally. They yeah. all have different setups. They all have 100%. different things available to them and they make it work. So definitely interesting to hear. Um, I was going to ask you a question. For that gym, like, do you need like a 500 Wilkes like minimum? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, like, yeah. I there. Oh, you did? Oh, okay, okay, I guess not. You had the special invite, but yeah, <laughs> no, because all I see is strong people with uh, you, uh, you know, Pana. Um, yeah, ter- no, Turbo there Tiff. is. Yeah, there is other people just, that just don't post so much on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is other people. <laughs> That's yeah, but very strong people at that gym. So yeah. I, I just made a quick post before we started on Instagram. I said that we were going to have you guys on, and there's just a couple questions. I feel like be good to you know get some of the potential audiences' uh, input. But one thing that I think is really good, especially with all the social media stuff nowadays, it's tips for how to stop comparing yourself to others good question and do you guys ever feel like that kind of negatively affects you guys because i think there's like a positive and a negative to it right like you kind of talked about a little bit with taylor like seeing taylor yeah you wanted to chase taylor he's like a motivation yeah that's a good like that's good in my opinion yeah but like Mm. you also don't want to be like well i'm not as strong as taylor yeah fuck this sport i'm out you know what i mean so it's like that's I, i actually love that question and i So I'll enter the first part where you say, like, is it, like I said, is it demotivating at a certain point? Like, no. Like, I'm, I, for me personally, like, I know how my training is structured. I know what I need to do to get to there. And I'm going to, like, I'm going to get there. And that's, like, my desire, my goal. Like, I'm going to get there. Um, One of my biggest pet peeves for me personally is when people come up to me and they say, oh, I wish I started training at your age. I wish I you know, started training at 14, 15, they, you know, they started training at 22, 23, 24. Um, I'm like, like, look at Taylor. Like he started, like, yes, he's had a background in football and training, but he started powerlifting at 24 yeah. and then he built all the way up, you know, six, seven, eight years until what he is now. Like you could start whenever and become a world champ whenever. Um, so like, I think comparing yourselves is good to a certain extent. Um, and I think it's, it's motivating. Like you don't want to do it in a way where it's going to, be like okay i'm gonna quit the sport you want to do it in a way where it's, it's beneficial and it's beneficial to your training and it should be it should be motivating yeah. in, a, in an aspect yeah i think you got to enjoy the process too and everyone's process yeah, is going to be at different speeds and you're going to start from different levels and yeah mm-hmm. yeah you, you should to, never though compare yourself to that lifter like if they have a big lift you shouldn't feel like okay let me do a big lift that day because they did a big lift like yeah you got to focus on you first but use them as external uh yeah external motivation um mm-hmm. to just overall get better yeah I do agree with what you say. So uh, I started powerlifting really late too. Like I was already 21, 22 years old and I was looking at all that girls and the same, I'd say, I I want to be a fucking world champion one (laughs) day and I work for that. Um, So, but it's it's true that sometimes you can compare yourself and be scary and say, oh, I'm never gonna do it. I'm, I'm not able to do that. But you have to focus on yourself first, like, because it doesn't help to do that anyway. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're not doing yeah. yourself any favors. And I made I made that mistake at my first Europeans. I was so focused in what the other was doing that I missed my lift, and I mm. I came second while I was stronger than the first one, yeah. and I should have win. But I was so focused on that toxic um, yeah. environment in my head, like, yeah. So is she, is she gonna lift it if she's yeah. Did, um, 
and yeah, you, you have to focus on you and what you have to do to get there yeah. and use it like extra motivation Thank like you. because if i'm capable to do that you can do it too yeah no no for sure i want to add on to what you just said um like with the how you're focused on the, like the other um you know woman that you're competing against i think it's important as a coaching perspective yeah where you should trust you should trust in your own ability right and then yeah. trust in your coach's ability to fully handle to fully handle yeah. what they do at the meet so they should pick all your attempts and you're just mm. you know fully focused on lifting lifting, lifting that's all you want to do yeah. some people i mean for me personally i do like knowing what's loaded on the bar but some people don't they just say coach handle it i don't even care what's on the bar you tr you know me as an athlete just load it and i'm gonna lift it and that's my job because i don't have any external stress of what is it? and you don't want to focus on what other people mm. are hitting what is she what is he hitting what is she hitting you yeah. know just focus on doing the best that you can do that yeah. day and that's what that's what's gonna win yeah. that's what's, that's i don't what, i don't gonna make i don't even win. watch the screen anymore no, i was yeah. used to do yeah. that and i don't do it anymore i don't want to see if they yeah. lift if they didn't lift yeah. just focus on myself that's, and yeah, what yeah, i have to do to go there i've had it happen so many times especially at like the bigger meets the arnold nationals where it's like obviously there's going to be other competition but they're like, if I, if I hear a lifter say something about this other person and it's squats, I'm like, yeah, we have like, we have six lifts before any of that really matters. Like, yeah. and that's really what I should be worrying about anyway. Yeah. Cause if you're thinking about somebody else's lifts, yeah. you're obviously not focused on your own lifts. Exactly. And at that level, there's already enough variables that you yeah, have to kind of handle and, yeah. you know, stressors that are inevitable. So yeah. adding more to it is never going to never gonna yeah, work out and, your and, the, and, and ma a match it's never planned before like yeah. even I saw people who lived uh, who post in Instagram and they did super well and blah blah and the day of the meet they, they lift some me they miss some lift uh, they do like maybe 20 or 25 kilos less than their gym total like mm. competition is different yeah oh, way different yeah. yeah yeah the gym your gym lifts they're great they're fun we love them but meat lifts are yeah. totally different that's why Anytime I like have a lift or two, they like go to their first meet and they yeah. don't hit maybe what their gym PR was. I'm like, no, these are the only lifts that matter. Like these are all new yeah. PRs. These yeah. are real PRs. Like yeah. what you do in the gym yeah. is great, but like you're it's, doing those yeah. on your best day. You're feeling incredible. The squads yeah. like hyping you up <laughs> yeah. on meet day. Like you have a little bit of that, but like yeah. there's also all this external stress mm -hmm. that, you know, judges like warm-up timing like yeah. warm-up rooms that are a mess yeah. or you know there's temperature of the room temperature yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it gets to the very small like details. yeah it's there's a lot so and you are at home like when you are in your gym you are like yeah comfort zone like for sure it. and but. it's funny that you say that because i used to um put in my social media because it was like this before and i think it's still like this i was like oh i eating a pr i don't even say now that it's a pr when i do it in social yeah. media because i'm like it doesn't matter. What matters mm. is what you are going to do on the platform. Yeah. So, yeah. 100%. 100%. I like, I like comparing, um, you like how he said, like, meet to meet. Like, not yeah. gym lift to meet and, like, oh, I hit, you know, it's meet to meet. Like, no, if you get yeah. better yeah. as a meet, better at your meet, let's say I squatted, you know, 200 kilos at my, at my last meet and then I squatted 210, but I squatted 210 in the gym. Yeah. I hit a 10 kg meet PR and that's how it is because And as I you say, like a match is never done before. So I don't know, imagine your PR in deadlift is 220 on 20, 220 kilos. Yeah. And in order to win, you just need 210. Like 
you're gonna do 210 because you yeah. want to secure your total and yeah. you want to secure your first place like yeah. yes, and it's okay if you didn't eat a pr but you fucking win so yeah. <laughs> it's all what matters, really what matters. yeah <laughs> that's another thing too is like with both of you and i mean i've seen alex like hit a ton of prs in the gym but maybe a little bit more so for you are you concerned with like hitting a pr in the gym when you have a meet coming up like for instance right now like with your training over the last month, is the goal a PR it's, in the gym or is so it more so? I can't even answer because I just changed my coaches. So I was training by Pana before and the philosophy of training is so different from from what I'm used to now um, with TSG and, and Ben and, and Jason. So before I would have said, yes, I need to have done that lift to be confident in order to do it at the, at the meet. But now, I'm not eating any big leaves like I used to. So, yeah, yeah different. Just to, like, touch on, because I feel like everyone wants to know, and everyone, I think, honestly, like, almost probably overthinks programming. But, like, you've been with the same you – you're with Sean still? Yeah, two months – around uh, – not two months. Two years. Two years. Couple, two years and a couple mm -hmm. months. But you just switched now? Yeah, like so uh, when I started pro lifting, I was with a, with a first coach. I switched with Pana. And now I'm with TSA. Yeah. And it was three different methods and three different philosophies. So. Yeah. Did you work with anyone before Sean? Pete Rubish. Oh, really? Yeah. For uh, a couple months, like six months, going into my first uh, or my first Raw Nationals. Yeah. And we did win, so. So just to, like, get a little bit of insider information, obviously not, like, give everyone, like, what exactly you're doing, but, like, training frequency, I feel like, is always something people are interested in. They're like, oh, yeah. I should train, like, this lift this many times a week, like, how many times a week are you hitting the big three? Yeah, so I hit squat three times a week, bench five, and deadlift two. Five. Yeah. That's, yeah we actually that's, just we just yeah. upped it to five. So, and Man. and for me it's working because uh, my two my Tuesday well the volumes you know increasing and we're getting stronger and the bench techniques getting better because obviously you have like the the arch like the massive arch. And, <laughs> I yeah, wish no. I could do that. <laughs> The, the massive arch but the biggest thing um that was probably beneficial was the extra bench day and that bench day is used as um really practicing the the, the single like yeah. the one rep yeah um so i do a couple sets of singles on tuesday and it kind of sets it up nicely for my saturday singles and i've been noticing huge progress bar speed lower rps mm -hmm. um but higher weights on saturday days which is amazing so. yeah i think that's important like He's benching five times a week, but as he just said, like managing the volume per session. I think everyone, like yeah. especially when you're newer, you're like, oh, like, all right, I'm yeah. doing sets of five, three sets of five, three sets of six. Or, like they think like the higher volume and stuff like that, but it could just be like maybe you're working up to a single. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like that might be it for the day. Like yeah. I've seen a lot of success with that with my own training and my own clients. Maybe you just hit that single just to do it. It's competition yeah. specific. Doesn't really add to fatigue that much. Yeah. And uh, practice. Yeah. It's, it's practice. It's like super low basketball RP. players shoot a lot of free throws. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to be good at squat bench and deadlift, you got to squat bench and deadlift a lot. So. Yeah. But listen to her. Hers is, oh, yeah. hers is even crazier. <laughs> well, we, we are practically the same. So Close, I, but the squat. I mean, <laughs> I, I train five times. I have four squats, uh, five bands, and two deadlift. Dang. Four, four squats. <laughs> That and, and uh, he was well. He was saying that sometimes she will get up to five squats. Sometimes I don't know, maybe. Okay. Okay. Is that is that like um, 
because of maybe like the equipment limitations or is it just because of because like with the super advanced lifters like i've i've like heard and like you know some of the people i have they're they're pretty high level as well but like you can be more specific to like kind of like inch out those lat like the the high high top end whereas like somebody that's newer maybe they're still developing like you know the hypertrophy phases a lot more like do you like i don't know i always refer back to like andre melanchav or however you say that like mm. he used to say like he just squat benches and deadlifts and like doesn't really get any accessory work in it was just like all all comp specific do you think it's like is do you think that seems to be more true for the more advanced lifters or yeah definitely um i mean if, if i was to say my own experience it's that like typically at this point in my involvement in coaching it's like i think people come to me when they no longer can make progress and it's largely that you can make it for so long doing so many other things but at some point you have to hyper specify yeah and if you look at like look at it in the professional world outside of powerlifting look at it things that are also motor learning like music like if you want to be top top class you have to be hyper specific yeah hyper hyper specific so um yeah i think oftentimes you you have to get into sort of uncharted territory yeah mm. yeah it's interesting i think that's it's a cool perspective to hear about um and i've seen i've seen the same thing with like lifters that i've like followed over the years it seems like that's the case they're always doing squat bench deadlift sbd days yeah. you know but um how before ben was it less frequency no i had quite the same it's always been pretty yeah. high frequency yeah yeah and actually at first when i work uh, when i started working with panna um i had only two squats and i was like i love squats so much i want to do three and we ended at four so <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I, I feel i feel great like i feel really great and he helped my deadlift actually yeah. to squats that much so yeah i think it at the end of the day it still becomes like an individual thing what somebody else can handle is not going to be what you're going to be able to handle if you're new yeah. and you're only squatting once a week and you're making gains you might be able to ride that out for a while but once that slows down add the second day don't go well i'm squatting once i'm gonna go right to four and <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> yeah. blast through this like I, I i was gonna yeah i was gonna say something about that like if you are making progress on once a week like don't change it but like yeah. once yeah. it once it stops then add two and then if you're making progress on two then don't change it until it stops and then like you don't want to fix what's broken or you don't want to Fix it if it's not broken. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to fix it if it's not broken. No, and, I, and that's that's kind of why I wanted to talk about the programming a little bit because it's just like you hear people in the gym all the time. It's like they're constantly like talking about the programming. They're changing programs. Yeah. They're changing coaches. They're, it, it's like they're not even worried about lifting. It's like they're only thinking about programming. I'm like, <laughs> how's your lifts actually going, though? And they're like, no, nah, it's the programming. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. good luck with that. They're on their ninth coach, you know, the last three months. <laughs> But, oh, yeah. you know, consistency is obviously key. I think, you know, allowing yeah, yourself you, to, like... you have to, to find the way, your way to live, too, like, in order to be efficient in your movement and stuff. Like, yeah. it's not only programming. Like, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, just even, like, normal daily life stressors, your work schedule, your family life, yeah. your relationships, all of that stuff comes into play. So I feel like if you're set up with, like, a good program, you have, like, a coach that, like, is attentive and, like, actually gives a shit... <laughs> Maybe stick with them for more than two weeks and see how that goes. But, yeah, guys, I think uh, I think that's pretty good. I mean, what, what do you guys have coming up? Anything anything coming up? I know you have uh, the meet yeah, in a couple weeks. 
And then you I'm, said I'm going, to, I'm going to the Arnold this weekend. Are you? Yeah. So. I, me and David, I think, are I think we're going and it's gonna be a seven hour drive because I didn't buy plane tickets Ooh. and I just looked and they're four hundred and fifty dollars a piece. <laughs> that's that's rough. That's I'm rough. not a very good planner. I, I would have loved to be there, actually. Yeah, I've I wasn't never sure. been to the Arnold. When you so. when you were here, I was like, Oh, maybe she's Doing something at the uh, Arnold. To be honest, I didn't, I didn't yeah. even know that. It was yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> the Arnold, I feel like, always sneaks up on you because it's like yeah. early March yeah, in Ohio. We, and we yeah, we have one in, in Europe, too. I've never been, but at oh, some yeah, point I will is. go in Spain. And nice. now it's supposed to be in UK, too. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do, you guys, um, do you guys have, uh, like, your federation, like, during these big expos as well because the arnold for like usapl is like one of the biggest is it similar yeah. like that over there uh so it's ipf it's directly IPF, IPF yeah. there mm. yeah gotcha all right well i appreciate you guys getting on i'm sure you'll see alex down the road more and more he's here but i appreciate leah i appreciate you coming through it's awesome we Thank have you. a world champ from france <laughs> on the podcast and uh yeah that's all we got make sure you guys subscribe if you haven't leave us a comment like share all the things I think we're done. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. That was awesome. Yeah. How long was that? I don't know. 30? 30? Yeah, 30. Oh. Good. I think 33. It's good. <laughs>